Hey, welcome back, Trump Mafia listeners. As we promised you, we're going to try and keep up a little bit with current events as they happen. And obviously, I'm back again with uh, Don Sikorsky. Don has a running list for us today of things that he wants to cover. So I think we should probably just jump right into it. And I'm going to pass the mic over to Don. So I have my yellow legal pad because now I'm back into this. I'm tracking these stories on various news outlets and I'm watching all the news outlets so you don't have to so you don't have to endure Fox News and here's where we're going to begin I know we touched on it in the last episode and I wasn't kind of sure about what's going on in Georgia so here's what I'm hearing and here are my thoughts from what I can tell Fannie Willis is going to drop an indictment that's going to have 12 people on it including Trump so just think about this and and in my career I've covered many drug crews whether in the 80s the 90s or today right and I get the sense in any drug crew you have 12 guys running around selling drugs well in this case in Georgia you had 12 people running around trying to overturn an election Now, here is where it's going to get funny and fascinating. Now, again, to this drug crew analogy, you guys, you got the guys at the bottom who are probably out in cars shoving kilos and in traps and compartments of their car. And they're moving, you know, that weight from Atlanta to L.A. or Texas or wherever you're going to move that weight. And those are your workhorses, right? So I'm sure Trump had these Looney Tunes out in Georgia trying to basically, as far as I could tell, um, play around with the Electoral College. Now, he had some legal professor that bought into this theory that they could sort of jerry-rig the Electoral College. I'm not sophisticated enough as a legal mind to understand it, but I do know that the guy who was behind this, I was reading a little bit about this guy, it seems he wrote a memo and just everyone got on board. He's like, well, here's how we can like fix the election and let's go. So you got your guys moving weight at the bottom. And is now they're the, going to sorry to interrupt, but is this the memo that the Times, New York Times just leaked? I'm not sure. Like this week, they, they, they said that they got their hands on a secret memo from uh, Kenneth Chesbro. Yes, that that's the name. Exactly. This guy. This okay, guy. But, but I'm sorry to interrupt you, but there's just one thing I got to throw in because you were talking about Fannie Willis and dropping her charges. What about Trump? attacking her saying that she's sleeping with gang members like yes very interesting bring that in and then i'll let you finish but like guys lost his marbles again oh yes and 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 of course in the gutter of of social media that we live in this is now a talking point on instagram is the idea that fanny willis slept with members of Young Thugs, Slime Life Records gang contingent. Well, Trump is at least sophisticated enough to have some guys on the inside there that are telling Trump, hey, you know, this woman, she's nuts. She's she's not only is she 
prosecuting young thugs, you know, young stoner life record label under this Rico indictment in Atlanta. Now, all of a sudden, she's sleeping. And the guy's name, I believe I saw the guy's name that she allegedly was sleeping with. His name is Big Nut. So Fannie Willis is sleeping with Big Nut of the of Young Slime Life record crew or the YSL street gang, as Fannie Willis would refer them to. And Trump is savvy enough to throw that out to his followers who probably believe that. So I digress into that. You brought me down into the gutter. So sorry, I had to. I had to back to the serious business of the Rico here. So you got your guys moving weight in cars and they're going to be on the indictment. Then you go a little bit more to the middle management. I would look at Giuliani as like, you know, his his sort of second in command, maybe. I don't have the names of these 12 people. Here's what's going to happen. They're going to be brought into the room either by Jack Smith or or not. I'm sorry. I'm getting my my indictments confused. They're going to be brought into the room and Fannie Willis is going to sit down and say, well, you're charged with this in the indictment. Would you like to come work with us or you want to stay with your boy Trump and see what happens and maybe end up in Fulton County Jail? Now, I don't think anyone that worked for Trump wants to end up in Fulton County Jail. Okay, let's start there. So what I think you're going to have is if you have 12 people in Trump's drug crew, I think all 11 of them are going to take deals and testify against Donald Trump. And that's what's going to that's my prediction. I might be wrong. Maybe it doesn't even get there. That's my take on the on now the Georgia indictment, which supposedly will come down. I'm I'm thinking next week she's got to go in front of a grand jury, which is basically the cherry on top of the investigation. And and it'll drop next week. So Trump will have to deal with that. Now, the second thing I'm really enjoying is yesterday. uh, Walt Nada and Carlos D. Olivier. These are the guys that work for Trump. These are the guys or the geniuses he sent out to go get the surveillance video of whatever was going on at Mar-a-Lago. So now these guys are charged in a federal indictment. And I was listening to a particular report about how these guys are at Mar-a-Lago. They're taking meetings in the bushes. They're... (laughs) I mean, you can't make this shit up. These two poor guys are trying to get the surveillance video for the boss. And Full White House plumbers, right? Yeah, I mean, this is even worse than that. I, 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 I mean, at least the White House, the White House plumbers were in the Bay of Pigs, and like you can make a case that they were real guys. I mean, these poor, you know, maintenance men basically are flying around Mar-a-Lago trying to get fucking <laughs> surveillance guy. video, and of course. After they're hiding in the bushes and meeting in the bushes and flying around the property at night looking for this surveillance video, they get a call from somebody affiliated with Trump using the, let's call it the de facto uh, criminal word for asking someone in a criminal scheme whether they're going to talk to the authorities by by talking around it and saying, you know, is Carlos and Walt, 
are they good? Are they good? Meaning that's something a CEO of a, of a drug organization would say to one of his workers trying to suss out whether he's going to talk to the FBI, the DEA or whatever. So you got these poor guys, they're flipping in the next few months. They're, they're, there's no way. What, what, do they, what do they have to gain by not talking to Jack Smith and everyone else about this surveillance video? So again, I go back to this federal indictment. And, and this now is a battle between Jack Smith and, and Trump. And again, came out yesterday. His Twitter account was subpoenaed. You know, they've had the Twitter account for going back, I think, since June. What no God knows what's on the Twitter account, his messages or messaging at that time. Again, they're going to now start grabbing everything. And this goes more into this idea that I really, really feel like that at the end of the day, Trump has some real problems now. He's going to have 12 snitches against him in Atlanta. And then he's got Jack Smith and his team basically now as federal prosecutors. They're 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 going to dump everything that they have on his lawyers. They're going to go after everything they possibly can. And the fun for them, I think, is just beginning. It seems like, you know, this. You say it, right? It's the Teflon Don. It's like, oh, this time, this time, this time. How are you feeling like if you were an odds maker now? You think he manages to wriggle out of all of this again? Again, I think he might be able to get away or fight his way out of this indictment that is coming in Georgia. I do believe he can get out of that one. He's got an incredible lawyer named Drew Findling. Now, Drew Finling's reputation is he's, again, he's a hip-hop guy. Drew Finling is a guy who represented the Black Mafia family back in the day when they were running around Atlanta making hundreds of millions of dollars and were indicted by the DEA. I think he's represented, you know, young Jeezy. This, again, is it's like it's it's a comedy that you can't make up because Trump has now sort of in the same waters as a you know the head of a of a mafia operation or the head of a drug crew and and it's just it's really hilarious to think that he's hired the lawyer that represented the black mafia family back in the early 2000s and and that's our president that that could be the president again he's hiring a legal team that's incredible so again as Trump likes to say in Georgia, they're coming after me for that perfect phone call I had. The perfect phone call. He keeps referring to the perfect phone call. Well, I think we're past the phone call at this point. And I want to make one more thing clear here on the Trump Mafia podcast. Is although we are going after Donnie, please... Don't forget that I don't sit here on the other side of the aisle and don't think that the Biden stuff is a mess. And, you know, I think for many years, people have looked at this Hunter Biden stuff as conspiracy theories or whatever it might be. 
But I got to tell you, there's a case that happened in New York City with a guy named Devin Archer, who was basically in business with Hunter Biden. And Devin Archer, Hunter Biden were in business with what was called the Galanis crime family. And the Galanis crime family, I think originally based in Arizona, I'm going to I'm still looking into this. But again, all this is 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 saying to me. And if you really look at that case, which is a real case, it's not a conspiracy theory. It was it was tried in the Southern District of New York in Devin Archer and Hunter Biden and a crew of people basically scammed an Indian reservation out of 80 million dollars having to do with some sort of scheme with these bonds that the Indian reservation were selling. It's really sophisticated. I haven't looked into it that much, but I say this to say. You know, there's a a meeting at Cafe Milano in Georgetown, which is one of my favorite uh, Italian restaurants in D.C., where Biden is at this dinner with Devin Archer, with Hunter Biden and some other, you know, kooky guys. Everyone's corrupt. They're all corrupt. We need to reset the dance card. We need to reset the political tables here in our country. Biden or Trump, they're, they're not the answer. They're not the answer. And, and as my friend Scott Galloway likes to scream and yell about, we age gate everything. We, we age gate the idea of, you know, you can't drink at this age. I mean, Diane, Diane Feinstein is 90 years old. She's 90 and is still in power in our country. I know everyone here has a grandparent or maybe even a parent who are in their 80s. Just think about that person representing your country. It doesn't make sense. So anyway, those are the things on my list as of now. Obviously, I'm paying attention a lot more. So as you can see, I have more thoughts. And this is in my wheelhouse, this federal criminal stuff. I really enjoy it. And and I'm just going to stress one more thing. There are a lot of people I would fuck with in this country if I was a man of power. The one person or the people I would not fuck with are United States attorneys. And Trump, man, I hope he doesn't start saying anything about the United States attorney's office. He already is with Jack Smith. But those are the people you don't want to fuck with because no one. There's literally no one that can check the power of U.S. attorneys. There's no governing body that is looking for corruption or wrongdoing in the United States attorney's office because they are the pinnacle of justice in our country. So I say that to say they will do anything and everything to fuck this guy. And it's coming. All right. Well, there you have it, listeners. That's our update for today. Uh, I have a feeling now I can see, Don, you're on fire. The flame is lit. So I'm hoping that we get a lot more out of you in the next coming weeks. Well, Uh, now we're going to track two criminal organizations. We'll track the Biden crime family and we'll track (laughs) the Trump crime family at the same time. So I'll dig in more to Devin Archer in that case. So when I come back in the next few weeks, 
I can just give you a more succinct storyline about what happened in this case. And again, for for years, even myself would look at this Hunter Biden stuff and I go, who cares? He's smoking crack. He's having sex with ladies of the night. Fine. There actually is a there there when it comes to Hunter Biden with Happy Joe, with Devin Archer and with the people that were surrounding this sort of scam. And, you know, this is 90 million dollars, 100 million dollars of sort of money that was for a being nice misappropriated in this case. Right. And I have information in that case also that maybe the judge in that case was sort of swayed to protect Hunter Biden. Now, I want to get into that now. But again, the Biden crime family, the Trump crime family. Maybe we juxtapose the both of them so that we can figure out how we get new politicians here into the politics of our country. Because if we don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going on anymore. Amen, brother. All right. Well, you heard it. Check back with us. Check your feed. See when the next one drops. And we will be back soon. Thank you for listening. 